From Amroth to Ambleston for Pembrokeshire. From Pembrokeshire, this is Pure West Radio. Pure West Radio News. I'm Charlie James and here's the latest for Pembrokeshire. 104 new cases of coronavirus have been recorded in the Hewaldar Health Board area according to yesterday's figures. Public Health Wales data showed there were 47 new cases in Carmarthenshire, 36 in Pembrokeshire and 21 in Ceredigion. Across Wales, 755 new cases were confirmed with one new COVID-19 death reported. Carew Castle is pleased to be hosting the Family Fun Day in aid of Sandy Bear Children's Bereavement Charity later on in this summer. The Family Fun Day will take place on the bank holiday Sunday, August 29th at Carew Castle between 10am and 4pm. Daisy Hughes, the Visitor Services Manager, said we are so pleased to be working with Sandy Bear on the Family Fun Day in August. Activities are planned in and around the castle throughout the day and all are welcome to come along and join in the fun. Sandy Bear are also holding a summer raffle in the lead up to the events which can be entered following a link via their social media platforms six different prizes to be won which have been donated by local businesses with the county including a two-night bell tent stay from knights under canvas an eight by ten pet or wildlife portrait from dawn beer art and an alpaca trekking experience for two from pembrokeshire alpaca trekking all proceeds from the raffle will also go towards children's resources Former Warrant Officer Jack Burton recently visited the old RAF Carew Cheriton airfield just 76 years after he was last there in training. 97-year-old Jack from Richmond trained at the airfield with Number 10 Radio School before being posted to the Far East as aircrew on Liberator and the B-25 Mitchell aircraft. He also trained in Pembrokeshire as a navigator and an air gunner. The airfield was built in 1938 with three runways and was used until 1945 at the end of the Second World War. That was the last time Jack, then in his very early 20s, lay eyes on Carew Cheriton Airfield, but the summer of 2021 saw him and his family make a memorable visit. He was alongside his wife as they visited the Control Tower project to rekindle memories of his wartime service. His visit was also enhanced by having his children and their families with him on the trip to Pembrokeshire and down memory lane. A tour of Pembrokeshire will take place starting this week of a van raising awareness for the campaign of ending physical punishment. The van will visit many towns and villages across the county, a matter of months before physical punishment to children becomes an illegal act in March 2022. To kickstart the nationwide public awareness campaign, the Ending Physical Punishment advertising van will visit over 40 locations over the school summer holidays. To mention a few, they will be in Tenby, Oakwood Theme Park, Pembroke Dock, Nayland Marina, Milford Haven, St David's, Broadhaven, Newport and Fishguard and many others. Julie Morgan, Deputy Minister for Social Services, said the nationwide awareness campaign in support of this important legislation starts with the tour of key summer tourism destinations here in Wales along with other advertising that people may see when they are out and about. We want to help ensure anybody who lives in or visits Wales is made aware of the law before it comes into force on 21st of March 2022. I'm Charlie James and that's the latest for Pembrokeshire. This is Pure West Radio
was a kissing booth. Taste breakfast, lunch, and gin and juice. And that dinner just like visit to. And when we French refresh, give me two. When I bite that lip, come get me two. He want lipstick, lip gloss, hickeys too. Hookies. A very good evening to you. It is Monday evening, which means it's time for Pure West Sport on Pure West Radio in association with G and G Builders. And a very good evening to you on this Monday night. It is, of course, Pure West Sport in association with G&G Builders. And you may notice that another super substitution has taken place. It's me, Tom Dyer, from the Early Breakfast Show, sitting in for Ben Stone. You never know when these last-minute changes take place. So I'm here, ready, warmed up, limbered and stretched to take over again for another two hours of local and international sport and I'll be joined after eight o'clock by the wonderful team of Bill Kahn, Gordon Thomas and Fraser Watson and we're going to be dissecting all sorts of different sports and we're going to have the punditry of Jonathan Thomas of Worcester Warriors, former Welsh international in the rugby as well, talking about the Lions tour in South Africa. It was it was tense But they've done it. They've got that first win under their belt. So fair play to the Lions. Win Jones lucking out, sadly, with a shoulder injury, which ironically put the kibosh, well, the supposed kibosh on Alan Win Jones' uh, Lions tour. And yet he started, he captained, he played all 80 minutes. Hopefully, Win Jones will be able to come back. He is a scarlet. He's a Llandovery product. And uh, wouldn't it be great if someone from, from West Wales was able to put on that lion shirt as well? Also, coincidentally, playing Fortland Dovery only five years ago with none other than Tag Byrne, the Irish international who is also, I have no doubt, going to make an impact on the Lions tour as well. So it certainly makes next Saturday or this Saturday quite well, quite a tantalising affair, really. And Owen Farrell kicking over the points to put it out of uh, penalty range for the Springboks. Is it going to be as close next week? Well, we're going to hear from Jonathan Thomas after 8 o'clock. So join the conversation. We will be live on Facebook after 8 o'clock. So you'll be able to join in and submit your questions to the team and have your say on on what you think. There's also a little... 
a little sporting event taking place somewhere over in uh, in Japan. You may have heard of it. It's something called the Olympics, and the opening ceremony for that was over the weekend. Of course, though, Team GB had already started uh, kicking off with the football, the ladies' football, uh, with our Welsh's own Jenna Ingle playing as well. Sophie Ingle, sorry about that. Sophie Ingle uh, playing and starting in those fixtures. And uh, even beating the hosts, Japan. So how far will they go in securing uh, medals for Team GB? And there are all already medals for Team GB. Um, a first in the cycling. Let me get my, my list up here for you. So we've already got some diving medals. In fact, what an emotional diving medal that is for uh, uh, Team GB's Tom Daly, uh, but also we got a spare of thought for for his diving buddy Matty Lee. It's imagine pairing up with someone that you've watched and grown up with, and knowing that they are phenomenal talent, but always missing out on the Olympic gold. Well, now Tom Daly has it. We've also got Team GB's first ever retention of a gold medal, and that was in the men's 100 meter breaststroke. Adam Peaty getting that. We've also got men's cross-country mountain bike, the first ever gold medal. That was thanks to Tom Pidcock. Alex Yee getting a silver medal in the men's triathlon. And Bradley Sinden getting a silver medal in the 68 kilograms taekwondo. But spare a thought for Jade Jones, who was knocked out in the first round. And she gave a very emotional interview afterwards where she was explaining about how the difference in the build-up and the setup and just how removed people are from her she's used to having her family around her to cheer up and she said I let the fear get to me and we are going to be talking about the Olympics after eight o'clock with the team to discuss the differences in this event and to discuss the difference in approach that the people have had to that the the contestants the participants have had to make uh, to an arrival of of these games and also let's not forget we're missing a gold medal uh, former winner archer or shooter um, due to a positive test with COVID and also the golfing men's number one is out also due to COVID-19 as well testing positive and then having to self-isolate Andy Murray has already had to withdraw from the men's singles uh, due to injury so it really is a different kind of Olympic Games than what we're used to and you think back to to the London Games and the the spectacle that it was and bringing everyone together and also with the football some of the matches taking place in the as was then the the Millennium Stadium in Cardiff the Principality Stadium and just how it brought everyone together Tokyo is in the midst or Japan as a whole is in the midst of of a of a further wave of COVID-19 are the participants safe are the locals safe is this the right thing to be doing we'll be discussing after eight o'clock so please do get in touch with uh, with your with your thoughts and your questions and also after eight o'clock I'll, I'll tell you now we have got uh, cricket local cricket and we're going to be talking with Stefan Jenkins who's going to be talking about cricket and also he was also training for the Ironman event, which has now since been cancelled in in Tembe uh, in September. So it'll be interesting to get his thoughts on both of those uh, both of those events. So the the cricket that's coming to a close, and we're going to hear about cricket actually before eight o'clock, because Bill Khan caught up with uh, Nick Evans and Steve. Uh, Steve Blows, I think. Yeah, Steve Blows, uh, the president and the secretary for uh, Pembrokeshire County Cricket. So there's a lot to catch up on. We will be talking more rugby as well with Fishguard RFC and also Narbuth RFC before eight o'clock as well. And I want to hear from you as well. You can join the conversation. We're on Twitter uh, at Pure West Radio or hashtag Pure West Sport. And we're going to be live on Facebook after at 8pm as well so you can join the conversation wherever's easiest for you by just using hashtag purewestsport or you can email sport at purewestradio.com but without further ado we're going to have a track for you and then 
we're going to be hearing from our first guest that's going to be uh, Chris Shusha of Fishguard RFC. He's going to be talking with Gordon Thomas about what it's like coming back into playing. And as Fraser's going to mention with uh, with Narberth, in the middle of the summer, it's all a bit odd, but it's the way that we are now. So coming up for you, we have got baggy trousers from Madness. You are listening to Pure West Sport for a Monday night in association with G&G Builders on Pure West Radio. The power of radio. Bad weather. At the racetrack. In the shower. Oh, sorry. All things that never actually happened. While listening, you pictured them all, didn't you? You see, radio uses the theatre of the mind. It has a one-to-one connection with every person listening. So, if you want to get your business message across, then there is really no more intimate, creative or cost-effective way than using radio. So to find out more about advertising on Pure West Radio, email studio at purewestradio.com. And we won't send our fire-breathing, water-boiling, toaster-popping crowd over to see you. Yeah, and once again, that's not real. Radio advertising. Try it today. Lots going on here at Johnson Garden Centre. Now we are open from 9.30 till 4, Monday to Saturday, and 10 till 4 on Sundays. We have supplies of plants arriving on Tuesday nights every week, alongside huge stocks of composts. We also have 35 crafters showing their products, everything from jams and chutneys to jewellery and greetings. We are a major supplier of flow gas, coal and logs, so we cover all your needs for barbecues, fire pits and caravans. We are also the largest supplier of paella pans in Wales, along with a huge range of wicker baskets. Johnson Garden Centre has hardware and you'll be amazed at the selection on offer from nuts and bolts to building plastics. Being open seven days a week, we are always there for our valued customers in Johnson, right by the station. The Valero Community Update on Pure West Radio keeps you updated with the various projects Valero are supporting in Pembrokeshire. From sports clubs, schools, charities and musicians to members of staff from Valero who volunteer their time. We hear about the latest community projects Valero do to support our community on the last Wednesday of every month at 9.30am and 5.30pm, only on Pure West Radio. If you miss it, catch up on the podcast at purewestradio.com. The Valero Community Update. Join us every Friday for the 2.30 kickoff as Haverford West County take over Pure West Radio to bring you the latest news and developments direct from the Bridge Meadow. Team news, transfers, new signings and the latest changing room gossip from the Cymru Premier side. Miss the final whistle? Well, listen to the Haverford West Bluebirds podcast by visiting purewestradio.com. Our club, our county, our community. Haverford West County AFC. It's 6.45 and time for the next exciting episode of Dick Barton Special Agent. Following the success of our 2017 production, Dick Barton returns in a new thrilling adventure. Fancy the evil Baron tying us together like that. Indeed, total disregard for social distancing. Can Dick Barton discover who framed him, escape prison in time to clear his name and save the free world? I say, Charles, give me a boost. Your hair looks lovely. I meant over the wall. Don't miss this hilarious outdoor theatre production. Only at Carew Castle near Tembe, 2nd to the 6th of August. Booking in advance is advised, so get your tickets from the Carew Castle website. This is... It's Pure West Radio for Pembrokeshire from Pembrokeshire. Naughty boys in nasty schools and masters breaking all the rules, having fun and playing pool, smashing up the woodwork tools. All the teachers in the pub passing and the ready rub, trying not to think of when the lunchtime bell will ring again. Oh, what fun we had! But did it really turn out bad? All of the
Welcome back to Pure West Sport on a Monday night here on Pure West Radio in association with G&G Builders. Now, just a reminder, we have got Jonathan Thomas joining us after 8 o'clock to talk all things Lions rugby. Did you watch the match? Were you, were you biting your fingernails like most everybody else that was watching as well? What did you think of the South African TMO? A few people thinking he was a bit lenient towards the Lions, maybe overcompensating and maybe a few forward passes or yellow cards going awry. I would love to know your thoughts. You can join the conversation on Twitter and on Facebook. Send us a message and use the hashtag PureWestSport. And keeping with rugby, we're now going to hear when Gordon Thomas caught up with Chris Schuscher of Fishguard Rugby Football Club and the fact that they're allowed to train and also... There's a little nod there towards the the old league, the old Pembrokeshire League as well, which saw the rivalries build up. And the fact that's not there at the moment. However, with cup games taking place very, very shortly, maybe that tradition is coming back. I'm uh, down in Goodick today on the moors and it's looking really splendid and in good form, uh, good shape. The pitch is looking really good. Chris Schuster has joined me. He's actually captain of Fishguard this season. Hi Chris, how are you? Hi Gord, nice to meet you and uh, thank you for asking for a chat. That's okay mate. I was just wondering Chris, how are things going? Obviously with the Covid there hasn't been any sort of training sessions as such but the restrictions are being lifted as we speak now. So are the boys coming together to start training or, or how is it looking? Yeah, obviously like the last year was very difficult because we never knew where we stood. Uh, the leagues weren't published and there was sort of no end goal. But uh, since um, last month or so, we've been back training as a group and it's uh, been very refreshing, actually. A lot of boys who drifted away from rugby, save like the youth setup, but they've all come into us now and we're, we're looking good. We've got about 20 to 30 boys on a given night and uh, the enthusiasm's there and there's light at the end of the tunnel, obviously, with all these leagues being published and these cup competitions. Hopefully we will get some action in uh, September, Chris, uh, do you know who teams you will be playing against uh, the sides? Yeah, so um, obviously we're in like a, a plate competition, what's basically Division 1 and Division 2 teams uh, in the Pembrokeshire area sort of like made a little round robin. So we'll be up against like Pembroke, Good Friends Milford, Tembe, Crimmich, and basically all those that would have been in either one or two in the local area. So really they're going to be some tough fixtures for you boys to There's prepare be, for, yeah. and competition for places will be tough. Yeah, the fixtures will be pretty spicy, but I think that's what everyone wants, don't they? They want sort of like that, everyone's campaign, they want a Pembrokeshire and I suppose it's the closest thing we'll get to it for the interim so uh, it will be tough but I think every team's in the same position you know it's a good opportunity for those boys that like I said missed out on youth before but have come back to you know senior rugby after not having two years it's a great opportunity for them to get their feet wet and uh, you know as boys like my age now it's just a case of like nurturing them through and you know giving them a good platform Uh, I also know that you've been heavily involved over the last few years with the junior setup here as well have you been able to maintain that during Covid or is it uh you know difficult yeah obviously that was another challenge with like the junior setup because um obviously like schools closing as a you know there's a year group being sent home every other year around Pembrokeshire but uh no the, the numbers look strong and they're, they're doing really well you know I've just stepped down from my position as hub officer uh in Fishguard and Pembrokeshire College but um I like to think I was left in a good place and uh, it's ready for a new season with our new hub of hub officer coming in who's Thomas Meredith Oh, brilliant. Uh, and Thomas, what's his background in uh, 
rugby, is he a fish guard boy? Yeah, or? so Thomas is local to the area. He's uh, just finished his degree up in USW, where he's um, got a first class honours in rugby coaching and performance. He was, uh, went on tour with Canada in the 20s prior to COVID and did some stuff with the Romania senior team. So uh, I sound like he's a little sponsor here, but he's, uh, he's a good boy. And the nice thing is he's local to community, so he's got the, the seagulls at, uh, close to his heart as well. So that's uh, good as And well. that's important as far as you guys are concerned. Uh, how about the clubhouse opening and all that sort of thing? Is that going to open in the immediate future? Or, yeah. or are we, are we going to have crowds back at these games as well, but, uh, Chris? You know, um, obviously part of our pre-season now, we've tried to support the club. So obviously the Lions on, that's been a nice one. Had a couple of social occasions where, say, we do a Saturday morning down here and go up there to watch the game. The club will put food on. And the Euros, the club's been fairly busy as well. So, you know, our club's been very fortunate because it's not solely a club. It's a commercial club as well. So people go there in the week. So it's yeah. just managed to stay afloat. Whilst I suppose some other clubs only open on the Saturday for the rugby. But yeah. in fairness, the, the management there and the committee and all have kept that running. So that's splendid. So hopefully now we'll get in there and have a good start, a few Saturdays to remember in the not so distant future. Yeah, behind the scenes, you've been saying there with the committee working so hard and keeping things going. I think it's important financially as well to keep the seagulls on a, a platform going forward, isn't it? Yeah, like all that work is so unseen and it's so hard to comment by. But uh, you know, I'm fully aware there are people in the club. You know, for example, Chairman JJ and we've got Jay that who's taken over the bar. And there's a you know a dozen other committee people that you know sort out the pitch, do the lines, and you know take the trash out and do the odd jobs that you you know may hire someone to do so it's a selfless task but we're very fortunate in Fishguard to have those individuals prepared to you know put that in so it's good that you were actually giving them a bit of praise as well because people like that are the salt and earth of uh, every club and you need them at every club so I, I appreciate you actually giving them a, a good uh, a mention there Chris also how about the coaching setup is it the same coaching setup this season as last season you haven't mentioned it, the coaching uh, so we've got the, the Jenkins brothers are still in charge we've got uh, Nathan Ozzy head coach and then Steve or Jinx then is uh, taking on like assistant and backs coach so uh, you know um they got a fish guard close to the hat as well I think uh, it's very important for our identity as a club you know we're, we're grafters and those boys epitomise it really you know you look back maybe uh, 10 years oh god that sounds like when I first started playing those were the boys I'd be playing with and they went to Principality and uh, you know you Romeo Clellas your Randalls they're all closely linked to the club as well so that's our sort of identity and it's good I couldn't think of anyone better to play for than those two boys really yeah it keeps the continuity going which is important thank you for your time Chris and I wish you you. all the best for the forthcoming season Gordon Thomas catching up with Chris Shooter there of Fishguard RFC and talking about how lucky and fortunate they've been to have the clubhouse still operational during the times when clubhouses have been allowed to open in the first place and also the fact that they've just been trying their hardest to keep their players engaged as well whether that was supporting the club or just doing things together as a club and we're going to be sticking with rugby because we're now going to head on over to or we will be heading over to Narbuth where Fraser Watson caught up with Chris James You're 16, you're beautiful and you're mine You're all ribbons and curls, oh what a girl Eyes that twinkle and shine You're 16, you're beautiful and you're mine You're my baby, you're my pet We fell in love on the night we met You touched my hand, my heart went pop And ooh, when we kissed we could not stop you all down my dreams In my arms Now you're my angel divine You're 16 You're beautiful And you're mine You're 16 You're beautiful And you're mine You're 16, you're beautiful and you're mine Oh well, you're my baby, you're my pet We fell in love on the night we met You touched my hand, my heart went pop And ooh, when we kissed, we could not stop You walked down 
Welcome back to your Monday evening here on Pure West Radio. You're listening to Pure West Sport in association with G&G Builders. A quick reminder that after 8 o'clock, I will be joined by Bill Kahn, Fraser Watson and Gordon Thomas, where we'll be talking about the Olympics and the medal prospects for Team GB and whether or not the Olympics should should even be going ahead in a country that's seeing another wave of COVID-19 and seeing top performers not having the best preparation uh, to, to compete. And also we'll be talking Lions rugby with uh, former Welsh international Jonathan Thomas and also talking cricket. We're going to have Stefan Jenkins talking with us uh, and he will also be talking about Ironman as he was one of the ones training for the event which has subsequently been cancelled. 
Before that, though, we're going to catch up with Chris James the uh, from Narbeth RFC. Fraser Watson caught up with him in the week and talking about the unusual training that's having to take place in the middle of the summer. This is usually the off-season for, uh, for rugby events and it's usually a few friendlies and it might be a few sevens tournaments travelling around and, and making the most of the sevens game. Talking to which, Team GB Sevens Olympics. St. David's own Jazz Joyce, of course, representing Team GB in that event. And Chris making that point that it it is an odd situation to be training so early in the season and particularly without any guarantee that things are going to stay as they are. There's been lots of rules and guidance and there's been things happened and taking away. And so to prepare your team and to prepare the training plan for fitness and for contact has been something, something a bit of a logistical nightmare. Well, the season for Narbeth RFC is only a couple of weeks away now. They're scheduled to have games in August in their Championship Cup campaign. I'm joined now by the team manager, Chris Coney-James. Firstly, Chris, must be good to be back. How's pre-season gone so far down there? Yeah, it's been good. We've got a lot of players, a lot of development players coming through from Narbeth youth system. It's nice, they've played for the seconds in the leagues before, and it's nice to develop them and bring them on to look to be able to get a spot in the Championship Cup. Is it difficult to set goals and things this season? Chris, obviously Narbeth have competed so well in the Championship for so long now, and but it's been so long without rugby, of course, isn't it? So you go into something new. We still don't really know what kind of league structure it's going to be. Is it is it a case of now concentrating at boys to standards of performances rather than setting them any kind of targets for a season, which we still don't really know how it's going to pan out? Yeah, it's very difficult because the goalposts move uh, quite often. And when it comes to the coaching setup, trying to organise training in regards to how to set out the fitness plan, how to set out when you're doing the starting contact and things like that, uh, with the dates moving all the time and being unsure of when we're actually going to be playing competitive rugby, it's very difficult to actually plan and tell the players where they are and where we want to be because we just don't know ourselves really we've been uh, kept in the dark a little bit Does it feel strange obviously you've done many a pre-season as a player it must feel a bit strange now even from the other side here that you were coming into July and, and you're actually getting people ready for essentially competitive games aren't they these clashes you're going to have with the likes of Estlaver and Trebanos in August whereas usually August we'd still be rounding off a couple of sevens tournaments maybe one or two half-baked friendlies and concentrating on September wouldn't we so the whole focus almost be shifted earlier this summer hasn't it yeah definitely like it does feel you go into training and you're obviously i'm from tembi so it's always shorts and flip-flops but it doesn't quite feel right to be training june july because obviously that's usually off season but because the way everything's gone rugby's obviously people have missed it out for such a long period the decision that wasn't made and they kept rolling on with lockdowns and lockdowns and then when it come round to them actually making the decision that we could go ahead and start training it kind of fell into place that you know we're going to start training now the plan was made that we're going to get together because obviously the boys like the miss the rugby and they missed the social side of oh. getting together with each other and everything. Uh, so they were willing to come back, uh, but then being messed around with when we're starting, when is it going to be a league in September? Is it going to be a cup? Uh, it kind of put a halt to things a little bit and it was a bit disjointed, but now we've got August coming up and we've got fixtures to target towards, uh, we can kind of make a better plan and start to ramp things up a little bit, which the boys are enjoying. And, and yourself, Chris, just personally, I know you've had a couple of seasons now at Team Andrew at Narbeth, have to, have to move on from Tembe's at Roll, you're still enjoying? Oh yeah, it's great, it's like, it's uh, obviously with work commitments now, it's changed quite a bit. You know, sometimes I don't have to actually turn up to the training field. It's easier to organise from afar, so to speak. But when it comes to getting into the real nitty-gritty of things, obviously be able to put more time into it. But like you said before, it doesn't feel right now (laughs) training. So everyone has got a bit of a disorientated feeling when they go to training because it doesn't feel natural to be training when we are. But... 
when things start kicking off, you get into a bit more of a routine and we can start looking forward to seeing rugby in Pembrokeshire again. Excellent. And just finally, obviously, now with the back in the Pembrokeshire Cup next year, it's not quite as straightforward as it sounds. It won't be a championship side as such, or even much more of a development second team side. But um, to see them draw Tembe, another club who obviously got so much history with as a player and a coach, that must have brought a little smile to your face, did it? Yeah, it was uh, when I seen the draw. Obviously, I wasn't aware to start off with because I didn't go to the district meeting or anything, but to see. I think I first seen the fixture announced on Twitter. Mm. And when I seen the fixture, it gave me a little bit of a smile. Uh, <laughs> back memories of the days when I used to play. And uh, obviously very fond of both clubs. Sure. But when I actually found out of the formalities of the, the way that Narvath had been reintroduced to the cup, it was a little bit of upsetting for me because... I wasn't actually going to be involved with it as much. Yeah, sure. Well, you know, the good thing is that we have got some sort of rugby back anyway. And like you said, it might be early, but it'd be good to see Narvath playing back in August again. And we wish you all the best, Chris, obviously, with what's going on down there. And we hope the season pans out to be a successful one in whatever form that is. But I'm sure we'll find out as we go along. Yeah, definitely. I'm sure it will. <laughs> good man. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, Fraser. Fraser Watson catching up with Chris James there of Narbeth RFC talking about hopefully a brighter future for rugby and a consistent future for rugby as well once restrictions allow that of course it's still no league rugby it's all talking about the cups at the moment and of course earlier we heard from Chris Shuzer of Fishguard RFC who was talking to Gordon Thomas both rugby clubs in a very similar situation where it's just really difficult to plan at the moment and uh Again, just a quick reminder, we have got Jonathan Thomas joining the team after 8 o'clock to talk about the Lions Tour in South Africa. Will they win and seal the series this coming Saturday? It's all very, very, very exciting. We'll be talking cricket soon. Are you an unpaid carer looking after a loved one? There are thousands across Wales, many feeling unsupported and alone. Now more than ever. Carers Wales is here for you, with expert advice, useful information, support and much, much more. And it's all free. Find out more at carerswales.org. That's carerswales.org. Carers Wales, here for you and all unpaid carers. Hi, I'm Ben Stone and you can join me on the weekly Pure West Sports Show with G&G Builders. All the latest sports news from around the county is featured every Monday night between 7 and 9 with my award-winning pal from PembrokeshireSport.co.uk, Bill Kahn, who teams up with Fraser Watson and Gordon Thomas for the second half with the latest news, views, guests and gossip. Pure West Sport, proudly sponsored by G&G Builders, a Pembrokeshire-based company who've been in business for 30 years. Find out more at PembrokeshireBuilders.co.uk. At KO Carpets, you know quality is assured. We've been your local family-run business for over 40 years. We're widely recognised as Pembrokes' leading supplier of domestic and contract flooring. We provide full end-to-end service, free measures and estimates, free delivery and free fitting by our professional team of highly skilled fitters. Come and see us at Vine Road, Johnston, or drop us an email, sales at kocarpets.com. We're a knockout at flooring. At Teas R Us, our services range from one-off t-shirt printing and slogans to embroidered clothing and uniforms for business and clubs. Whether your design needs to look crisp and professional or it's just a bit of fun, our experienced embroiders and t-shirt printers offer high-quality products at very competitive prices. Remember, if your business needs to look like a team, we can help design a logo and embroider it or screen print it onto quality clothing especially on workwear or for sports clubs and schools. Personalised clothing from Teas R Us. We can take care of it all. Find us at Rumbleway Service Station New Hedges, 10B in Law Street, Pembroke Dock and Prendergast in Haverford West. Teas R Us. Download the Pure West Radio mobile app from the App Store or Google Play. Whatever you need 
Welcome back to Pure West Sport on a Monday evening in association with G&G Builders. Before we turn to cricket, the Hanford West County AFC, the Bluebirds, were back in action on a friendly in the week as well, playing Goodick United. And they even had a small allocation of fans at the Bridge Meadow as well. Great to see people enjoying local sport once again. And, of course, the FAW have allowed for up to 100 people by default, but the Bluebirds have applied for an extra, so uh, they are allowed an allocation of 250 people. So get down there and support the Bluebirds uh, whenever you can. That's very exciting. And also, uh, they're... Well, not also. Separately, <laughs> we have Bill Khan talking cricket, catching up with the president of the Pembrokeshire uh, Cricket Club and also Steve Blows, the secretary, because the cricket season is slowly coming to an end with finals being played and semi-finals being played. And of course, Nayland still dominating as they have done from pretty much the outset. Very, very exciting prospects for them. We're still in the, the running for multiple cups. Uh, so let's see what Nick Evans and Steve Blows had to say to Bill Khan. It's always nice to get top, top officials from Pembroke County Cricket Club to talk, but when you can get two in tandem, this is a real bonus because I've got El Presidente, Nick Evans, and Secretary Steve Blows. Nick, we'll start with you. How are things going so far from the county perspective uh, for this season? There's a county game on today and they're playing the MCC. You welcome such fixtures? Yeah, I think uh, Paul Webb organised this fixture. We've been trying to play this now for four or five seasons, yeah. and each season it's been rained off. But today at Pembroke Dock, the sun is beautiful. We're on about 27, 28 degrees. The county are doing very well. They've bowled the opposition out for 184, and we're chasing the field. Pembroke Dock have done us proud. The outfield is fast. Yeah, it's been mowed beautifully. Mm. And we just hope that the county can go on and win now. And there's terrific facilities here. All the food's laid on, there's drink available here. Everything is done and dusted really well, isn't it? Oh, it's been marvellous with the way they've operated their food, especially under these COVID restrictions. Yeah, it's very carefully done. It's, it's well away. Day, it's, yeah. People have to queue with distances. Yes, yeah, great. Social distance has been kept and mm. the, both sides have been kept apart, changing different areas, which has, again, been very well organised. Mm. And there's a caravan on site or a mobile canteen for yes. food. I just think it's a, it's a good crowd here yeah. and everybody's enjoying the day. And no one's enjoying it more than you. You're looking very smart today with your county <laughs> shirt and a hat and your county tie and your very smart shorts uh, everybody would say your typical president you enjoying your period as president Nick? Yes I've enjoyed the period except for last year we had no cricket yeah, yeah that's right but, um, still managed to get a bit in yeah we had some cricket we played the cup games yes which was good to see but it would have been nice to see some league cricket yeah oh yeah and now hopefully uh, we've got a couple more finals we had the Dougie Morris on Sunday to a full house a very good game, and uh, I think uh, Lorraine deserved the win. Mm. It was nice to see them winning the, the, the DR Morris Cup for the first time. Yeah, There's a million dollar question now. Have you played this year yet? And if not, are you going to play this year? Yes, I've had uh, a couple of games, and I've got a few more lined up. And At I the think- right old age of? <laughs> Two digits. <laughs> yeah, same to you. Rich, <laughs> yeah. Steve, we'll come to you. Um, it's a busy time for you as secretary yeah. over halfway through the season. All the, cup fi- all the cups now are well on the way to semi-finals or final stages. Big organisation, big things to do there. Started, as Nick says, with uh, the Dougie Morris at his traditional home in Burton. You must have been pleased with that. I was really pleased Bill um, Burton done us proud. The wicket was good. The outfield was good. It's a full crowd, and the game was played in a tremendous spirit. So yes, well, well pleased. Mm. If you look at the work done there, we can't. We, it's not fair to single people. We have to say Brian Griffiths. Oh, yeah. He's as old as Nicky Evans. That's how old he is. But when you think of the work he does on that pitch, the wicket was superb. Wasn't it? It, it was absolutely superb. Uh, all credit to Brian and also John Heyman for stepping in for the man of the match. Yeah, uh, sponsoring that. Sponsoring yeah. that. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. So what about now you've got the others coming up, there's the Alec Colley for the second teams, there's the Blue Ribbon event always, there's the Harrison Allen, you've got the Ormond Youth Cup coming up, so you've still got plenty of work besides the league fixtures. Well, uh, yeah, the Ormond Youth is now, oh, Narba for Yeah, Caselli, yeah. yeah. Um, I haven't seen Narba in the final for a long time, so it's good to see them. That's um, nice. Yeah, that's coming along, the programmes will be out shortly, and uh, the semi-finals... 
Alec Holly this week, mm-hmm. so we'll know who's in the final of that. And then, of course, the semi finals the following week. Yeah, that's the big ones. That's I always, I played in three losing semis, Nicky played in hundreds. But I mean, when you look at that, that's the one everybody wants to win, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's definitely the one, and uh, I'm pleased I'm umpiring the, the Burt Kiru game. Yeah, that's good. Nayland, yes. so, yeah, I'm looking forward to a good game. Yeah, it's going to be a t- two tough battles. Yeah, come on, Nick. I'd like to mention the Women's Cup final. Go on. Oh, yeah. Nick, I have to say, you know, because I, I know, I remember when Nicky really sort of nurtured that when he started. I played the first ever game in yeah. the Ponte de Delay, so yes, when yeah, I was I've champ. Got the, I've got the photograph of Yeah, them, good, so. Nick. And you've kept your interest in that. And it's nice to see it's at my old club, Stackpool, with Stackpool. the Clive Huxley yeah. Cup. Yes, and it's just hopefully it'll be a lovely day. Half to Esther playing... Uh, Cresselli, mm. so it should be a good day. And um, now, you I know, I'm not one to correct you, but Hanford West are not playing Cresselli. I got a sorry. feeling it's Henry uh, Quinn. Yeah. Uh, sorry, yeah, it is <laughs> Not that I like to see no, I don't no, like no, to correct no, the no, president. No, no, I mean, no, that's no, a no. sin. Because I just said the Wickland contingent. Yeah, no, you're at that age. You're allowed one mistake. Yeah, well, listen now, and we we will cover that on Pure West Radio with this, and of course on my website, Pembroke Sport. Listen, it's always a pleasure to speak to one of you. But I had to two of the blighters together. That's amazing. So enjoy the rest of the day now. And Steve, can you try and look a bit smarter like the president? You yeah, know, you have to come in shorts and yeah. that dapper little tie that he's I got. Earned, I earned, it's earned always a pleasure. Tie, I earned that tie and man of the match when we played Gloucester <laughs> Cricket Association in Broughton on the Water. Well, look at that. See, well, I'm, I'm just honoured to be talking to you, Mr. Oh. Boys, thanks well, very much for the chat. Look forward to speaking to you soon. Pleasure, Bill. Bill Kahn catching up with Nick Evans and Steve Blows of the Pembrokeshire Cricket Club. And reminder, after 8 o'clock, we have got the news coming up for you. And then I'll be joined on Facebook by Bill Kahn himself, Fraser Watson and Gordon Thomas. We're talking Olympics. We're talking Lions Tour with Jonathan Thomas. And we're going to be talking with uh, Stefan Jenkins talking Ironman and cricket. You're listening to Pure West Sport in association with G&G Builders. Right now. 